Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, and Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. Let's do it. Draft Draft night. night. Number 45. Number 45. (laughs) This is everything. Uh, I, grabbed the, I grabbed the wrong snack. What a bad start! What'd to you this. grab? What'd you get? What'd you get? I, I, nothing. I thought I had something better. See, this—that's yeah, what happens you when you don't have a there. first round pick. You grab a second, mid to second round snack. I'm right? not ready <laughs> for this. I didn't you're, do enough. I didn't do the right much. amount of. You're on the clock, and you, that's what you grabbed. I did no prep. I didn't do enough prep. I went and got the wrong snack. Was that a uh, <laughs> Nature that's Valley bar? I was. I was going for a Nature Valley protein bar, and I ended up with some like. Oats and honey. It's a bad miss. It's a bad that's, miss. That's Nature fifth Valley? grade. Like your mom throws that in your lunch. They're messy though. They're messy though. You take Assuming one bite. you go to school. Yeah. This was a mess. mess. So uh, here we are. This is the biggest night of Bobby Manning's life. Um, the Celtics. <laughs> Less than one year after the last one. The Celtics holding 40. What is amazing is Bobby was texting us the other day. It was like a year to the day from the start of the bubble yesterday or whatever, which is bananas to think of all of the stuff that we've done over that course of time, which is just insane. <laughs> fine. I, two I went and I added it up. It was, seven, it was 72 plus 20 plus the playoffs plus the whatever. I think it was 105 post game shows in what was really a 10 month span because the Celtics have been out of it. For two months yeah. now, um, hundred and five or something post game shows. In addition to all of the live news and this and that, and we're back here on draft night um, with uh, this uh, the forty fifth pick, and it's kind of a bummer because um, they had to give away their pick here uh, for to 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 get to basically to ostensibly get worse to draw to dump Kemba Walker's salary and make your team worse. And now you don't have a first round pick and you feel that sting on a night like tonight, even though you're like, what are you going to get with the 15th pick or the 16th pick? Is it the biggest, is it the biggest deal in the world? But it stinks because you don't that hope and that promise of like getting a guy. So here they are with the 45th overall pick. Nobody except except for Bobby um, cares deeply about. (laughs) I was just going to say, what's going to happen tonight. You go from saying, all right, you can't get anything great with the 14th pick. Then you start looking at the 45th prospects, and you're like, ooh, we're a long way from there. <laughs> it's, yeah, so it's, it's shaky down there. 
it's well, that, a long, long way to go. And so, you know, you know, what, Jimmy, get your thoughts. We have some well, yeah, like the, big the, news that's going to have ripple effects in Celtics Nation. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah, Jimmy, go. Just to, just to the questions that Bobby's been asking us over the last couple of months, it's like, like even today he was like, should the Celtics draft for need or should they go for it? It's like, with, with what pick? Like, oh, with the 45th pick. Like, what? Like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going for? <laughs> well, what, need, what, 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 what need are you even going for? Can, no, no. Give me at the same time and maybe not shot down once a millennium. Right. What are your your odds? Your, your, your odds without knowing it for sure. But your odds of getting somebody at the 45th pick that even wears a uniform in a professional game are low. So yeah. you can't draft yeah. for need. You're just right. you, 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 you need a better a dart. Jimmy goes, just draft the best player, man. Just like, <laughs> uh, but then, I'm you know, eating this. I'm eating this. Just I don't to explain want how bumped Bobby's been. He's like, the Celtics absolutely need to hit on this pick this year. It is so important. It's an important pick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Gonna, if you're going the route where you have to really consolidate the roster, yeah, obviously like having a guy who's going to make a million bucks or whatever the 45th pick would make is important. And you're seeing more and more really good guys every year going the second round and even undrafted guys. Like I saw uh, Chris Grenham's done a great job keeping track of all the guys that the Celtics have worked out. They've worked out a ton of guys who are definitely going to go undrafted. So I was saying in the chat earlier, wouldn't stun me at all if the Celtics even move back out of the second round to recoup a couple more later in the coming years. Or, you know, I, I wouldn't be stunned if they don't make this pick tonight because you can get a lot of different guys undrafted, maybe even deeper in the second round because these drafts just keep getting deeper and deeper every year. Yeah. I mean, you look at, I mean, just look at the all rookie team from this past year where you got a guy like Deshaun Tate who, if you're undrafted, uh, right? Yeah. A totally un a, a guy that first team all rookie and yet, a year ago on draft night, you'd be like, who the hell is Deshaun Tate? So, right. there, there, I mean, there is definitely the potential to do some good things. But the one thing I think the Celtics have to do, and I this, frankly, this goes for any team in the second round for that matter. You're trying to get a value pick, someone that's going to give you enough bang for your buck. You're not spending a lot of money to begin with. So to get someone who can be marginally impactful, and by that I simply mean good enough to step out on the floor and doesn't kill you when they're out there. That to me is a quality second round pick. That's better than half the players they had this year. Be yeah. real, Jimmy. Right. That's Jimmy. Right. Speak truth. Speaking well, truth. Well, the second round is going to be interesting because you think about some of these guys that are being mentioned. Some guys are talking about, oh yeah, he's definitely going to be selected. Other guys are saying, no way, he goes drafted. I mean, it's definitely a chance he goes undrafted. So it's going to be interesting to see what what the Celtics do. But at the end of the day, like the, the ceiling of these guys, or at least what next season is going to look for them, it's just not. Chances are it's not going to be all that exciting, whether that means someone just making the roster and just making it will maybe a challenge, never mind getting valuable, uh, valuable minutes. Yeah, this, yeah. this roster is pretty crowded, right? So you don't, you're not necessarily sure who's going to be here, how much roster spots they need in free agency. There's a real chance. You said this earlier, John, that you could just stash the guy tonight, take another stash guy. And that's certainly something I'm keeping an eye on too. Right. And the DNA ain't special. The reality is none of it matters. Like unless the Celtics do anything <laughs> dramatic and somehow move into the first round, which seems unlikely. Which we know we did see shooter. a trade earlier tonight. What was it? Landry Shamet got the Nets from out of the draft to into twenty nine for just yeah. Landry Shamet. So you know that's that, that's not a huge price. 
Yeah. That's kind and of you crazy, never know. Actually, you, 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 you don't know. Right. You don't know. Right. Um, so uh, crazier things could happen. I think <clears> the <throat> general vibe is they stand, stick around, pick at 45, watch a bunch of other teams make moves. Where things get really interesting is um, what's happening right now with the Lakers, and things are already Ooh. getting a little bit wet. A little wacky here. Woj dropping bombs already. So, like, Woj dropped two bombs back-to-back <laughs> about a trade with the Lakers, two different trades with the Lakers involving the Lakers roughly the same cast of characters, one going out for for, for Buddy Heald and the other um, for Russell Westbrook. And so right now it's not really clear. Everything is, like, agreed upon or, like, in principle or framework. But you got a deal that's basically a bunch of so-so guys in a first-round pick for Westbrook. Yeah. Um, it's Harold. It's uh, Pope. It's uh, who else? Kuzma. Kuzma. And the first um, round. I don't pick, know how the Lakers do it. <laughs> bunch of ja- bunch of Jags. Uh, but I mean, it's obvious that uh, despite the fact that Westbrook kind of really turned it on the last 20, 30 games, Washington to get would be is thrilled to get rid of that salary um, and be done with it. And that's that. And it's so fine. If that happens, the greater question is if this happens now, Washington's in rebuild tank mode and Bradley Beal's whole, I don't know if I'm going to ask for a trade yet gets accelerated immediately. The question is, does it get accelerated so fast that he basically does the slap shot goalie thing and trade me right effing now and hangs up the phone? Like, is that, does this, could this happen like that? Or is well, it still because right now draft night is always the best <clears throat> night to trade for a guy because right. you've got those assets. Once you make those picks, Golden State, for example, uh, seven and fourteen. Once you make them, they're the guys you wanted. You know, if you're going to make that deal, you got to make it. So, it, is Washington? I mean, is this all happening right now? Like, could it all be done by tonight? Or, or how do you guys see this play? I think it could be done, but I don't think it will be. I, I think the Westbrook thing will get done. Uh, within the next 24, 48 hours. But as far as Bradley Beal, who, if we're being honest and real, he's the only one we care about in right. Washington. We don't really we don't care what happens to Russell Westbrook. Uh, but I think the Westbrook stuff can get done within the next 24, 36 hours because you have a Lakers team that clearly wants a player of that caliber. And you've got a Washington franchise that's motivated to make that move. And Washington knows that making that move is going to make Beal want to bounce. He's been pretty right. clear about that, that he right. does not want to do the rebuilding. He's done the damn rebuilding thing for all but maybe one of the two years, one maybe two years he's been in Washington. Every other year has been rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. He's tired of that nonsense. So then the question becomes, and we'll talk about this, I know, obviously, is, is what does that mean to the Celtics? And specifically, can they put enough on the table to entice Washington to give up Beal? Yes, I, I'm with yeah. I don't. I don't think they. Yeah. I don't think they pull the trigger on Westbrook without knowing that they're going to get a call from Beal. You know, any second now, being like, you know, I, I want out too. Uh, uh, dude, they may have uh, what they did you think was going to happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly they, Jimmy, but it's it, it comes down to what Bradley Beal wants at the end of the day. If Bradley Beal wants to go to Boston, if that's if that's the top of his list, or if his options are open. You know, if it's well, Bradley Beal can just want out, and it doesn't matter because he's in the last year of his deal. So no, I get that, Jimmy. Wants Jimmy out. If, if 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 what the Celtics fans are hoping for is true, and that he actually wants to play with Jason Tatum, then you have to say, look, you could trade me somewhere else, but I'm only going. I'm only going to go to Boston after this year. Well, I mean, that's the that, only way you realistically. He's not going to say that. Break. He's not going to say that. That's what I'm saying. Well, so I don't know if realistically that happens because I don't think the Celtics can trump a team like I don't know the Warriors but with an offer could potentially team out there. I mean unless you're talking about trading Jalen Brown, which I, I just don't think the Celtics should it, do. 
it depends how much of that's the whole thing. It comes down to assurances, right, guys? Like it, it you know, you're we're in Anthony Davis world right now, okay? If if Bradley Beal would accept the trade and or you know the, you know the possibility to re-sign with three, four, five teams, then it becomes a bidding war. If Bradley Beal says I'd go to Golden State, but I'm still going to test the market next year, then all of a sudden giving up your entire future for a team that has two aging stars with a you know, uh, Curry about to be 32, uh, Clay 31 coming off back-to-back season-ending surgeries. Draymond already kind of, you know, has been on the on the downslope there. And you've got four, you know, seven, 14 Wiseman and Wiggins playing his first good professional year of basketball, and you're going to put all of those guys in a bucket, send them to D.C. for Beal, and then hope that he re-signs? That's the whole future there. You need assurances there you're going to make that deal. So while, yes, they might have a better package, after tonight they don't um, because they make those picks unless Washington – unless Washington loves those guys um, and they can't really know. So if Beal wants, if Beal's doing that whole, it's Boston or else you look at the framework of this West. I never thought this before. I never thought the Celtics could do a spare parts deal for, for Beal without well, that's, including that's Brown. The, that's, the, that's the route. But now you, you look route. at this Westbrook, you look it, at this it, Westbrook deal and it might be like, okay, Neesmith, Romeo, three first round picks and smart uh, who you can resign or not. And some cap flexibility, and Rob or whatever. I mean, you everything <clears throat> but you give them the everything but Jalen package with with a bunch of firsts. Does that work? You know, and if so, probably not. How about probably this? not. But yeah, yeah. why is that so impossible to believe? Like, why why would he not say that? Like, does he not want to play with Jason Tatum? Or better question, wouldn't he want Jalen Brown to be himself? on the team? Yeah, that's what it is. But why wouldn't he want Jalen Brown himself like that though? He doesn't have any allegiance to Boston other than the fact that he used to be Jason Tatum's babysitter back in the but day. That's, case that's not enough. enough. If that's that if that's the case, case, then what's going to change his mind a year from now? Well, dude, what, 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 what I was, what I, not, you know, like I, I, was, I don't see it. What I was thinking their best chance was, and this kind of hurts it a little bit, is that the Wizards would try to make one more run, like with Beal and Westbrook, and see what they could do, and then you might have a Bradley Beal situation that kind of mirrors Gordon Hayward when he was in Utah, give the Celtics a chance to meet with him, try to convince him to play here. And, you know, obviously Jason Tatum is at the meeting and all that stuff. But now if the Wizards are going into blow-up mode, Beal's going to say, yo, I'm out. Like, you know, I got one year left in my deals. Trade me wherever. You know, it doesn't really matter to me where. And, you know, I'll make my decision on my future when that time comes. And if, if that means that the other team gets less for Beal, then why the hell does Beal care? He's just trying to get out. So, like, there isn't this – he has no loyalty to Boston He has no whatsoever. loyalty to Boston, but that's the whole point is we don't know his mind. Right now, right. he might say, I want to go there. I want to play with Jason and Jalen because they're young sure, stars. Might. And that's – and of all the places you might trade me to or the places I might consider in, in two years – that's the one I want to go to. And if that's the case and he's made up his mind, then it's a done deal in a matter of like, then Washington has to find a way to make it work because they lose him at the end of the year. Well, what's he waiting for, Sherrod? Like, but if he doesn't do think- that, if it's three or four teams, again, now you've got a real, that, then it becomes exactly about, that. Well, it won't be the Lakers. Bobby, you're talking about what, what is Bill waiting for? Yeah, because you would think, especially with all the noise last week, that that trade request would be coming any time now. But 
you know, with what we've seen from him over the last few years, you're still not even sure he wants to leave. And that's what the organization seems to be signaling, that we're, we're trying to put an even better team around him. Maybe Westbrook's not here, but we have more flexibility now. Now he's got that's, Kuzma. That's the wild card in all of this. It's just <laughs> what exactly are the Wizards thinking? Because all of us are looking at them and saying, well, they're clearly looking to rebuild. But they may have a plan B or plan A that we don't know about <clears throat> that – isn't about rebuilding it's about reloading and yeah. unloading westbrook to reload the rest of the roster that might be the way that they're talking this thing out to bill which is why bill isn't more demonstrative and outgoing about wanting to be out because again well, i think more than anything bold else, first to move bill, bill is trying to keep as many options as open as long as he can until he finds a situation that makes the most sense for him because he can leave in a year yeah right so he may very well not be moved at all, but keeping in mind that a year from now, we may be in the same situation where we're trying to figure out what the hell is Bradley Beal going to do. Yeah, and let's be clear. He's friends with Tatum, but I'm sure he's friends with other stars too. And that free agency. Enough, yeah, that free agency class next right. year is going to be loaded. I just, I just don't understand how, like, I, f- I feel like a lot of Celtics fans, they say the same thing you guys just say, right? Like, there's no way Bradley Beal would command a trade to Boston and say, oh, I want to play with Tatum so badly that that's the only place I want to go. But then at the same time, those are the same fans saying that, oh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they they carried this team to the Eastern Conference Finals back-to-back years. You know, so so what's what, what's what's the disconnect here? Like, they're good enough to to carry a team to to the finals, according to you know a lot of Celtics fans, but they're not good enough for a, a guy like Bradley Beal want, wanting to go join forces with them. Like that, that's the thing. If and Bradley Beal wanted to join forces with him, I think he would have made that clear by now. That's I think what if I'm that saying. was his- if that was his, so to me, that, that's what I'm saying. He's keeping his options open. It's one well, he's keeping them open. Pu- he's keeping them open publicly, okay? Right. Because because you really look bad when you do what Anthony Davis did and and just say I'm going nowhere but whatever, and that's it. And then you you burn yourself <laughs> in the you burn yourself in the city you always played. You look like you're a quitter and you're manipulating the system and it hurts your reputation. Beal smart. Beal might might be smart enough to know. I'm not going to go out there and advertise it, but ultimately I kind of know where I want to go. So, you know, once I make up my mind, I might kind of force that issue, you know, and Washington will obviously say, can you give me three or four places so we can try to make a move? But this is what I've never understood. It does not make sense if you are a player to actually give your team that leverage because, because why would you want the team acquiring you to, to hobble itself in giving up a ton of assets? Cause you're going to go to a place that now has issues because they had to empty the vault to get you. Uh, if you know, you've got, you can control your future in a year. You kind of just want a, a free pass and a smooth ride to the, your next, to your next spot. And that's what you want to do there. I think the, 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 the trade in advance is what, so you can, if they trade him early, he can he can sign uh, a juicier deal because he was with the team before. That's his incentive for a trade, right? Right. Is that is that how it works? So that's about it. That's what Beal yeah. gets out of being traded you get the, this year. You get the five years after. You yeah. get the five. Okay, yeah, right. There's some incentive there versus just walking, but ultimately you got choice for the first time in eight years in your NBA career. You want you want to exercise <laughs> that choice. So it's either I'm going to do it in free agency or you're going to kind of clear my path to get there, find a way to make money work, and that's that. But I don't want you – like the Davis deal, while it was forced, was a shit ton of stuff for L.A. to give up for a guy that would have – you know, that would have – Yeah, it's why, it's why they – waltz, 
waltzed in there the next the next year on his own volition. So you know that was a lot. That, that's a lot. If, you know? if they if, if LA trades for Westbrook tonight, they're gonna have five players left. That that Davis trade wiped them out essentially in terms of their ability yep. to get better beyond that. If Beal wants, let's say, let's say Joe Joe Sway's wish comes true, and Beal has been begging to come to the Celtics. Let's just say that is happening, but it's still up to the Wizards. I mean, they still have to do what's best for them, right? I mean, if there's another team that says we want Beal too, I guess the risk is just the other team potentially yeah. loses well, them. If, 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 if Beal lets them know, you can waste yeah, your time if, for a year, but then he's gonna he's gonna go to Boston. If Bill lets them know that he wants to go to Boston and they say, screw that, we're sending you out to Miami because Miami has a better package. Bill's camp, I guarantee you this will happen. They will put the word out that we're not going to resign. We're not resigning. They're going to do the same thing Anthony Davis did. They're going to do the same thing. And so then it's And that mixes the deal. If, in fact, they don't want to go, right. Exactly. That will kill immediately. Guys, play empowerment. But that's fine. That's the whole point is, like I said, is, you know, you have eight years. There's the the, the teams have your rights for pretty much eight years there. Um, And this is your first shot. So, like, uh, this is where I'm always for absolutely for the player to have some choice in the matter here. Chances might diminish in a year, you know, when he's actually a free agent. It's like, uh, no, this is what you talk about all the time, John. The Wizards can lose him for nothing next year. So this is actually setting them up to do something going into the future here. And you know what? I think they should trade him tonight. You know, get all those picks you can into the future. Get all the Warriors players. And I think that Warriors move for the Wizards is a very smart one right now. And you can get Andrew Wiggins off maybe his best year ever. That's a solid little package to start moving yeah. into the future. And you can pick number seven tonight. If you can get Wiggins in those picks, I, I think that's something you would have to consider. Um, but here's the thing. I mean, you know, you're, it's hard to give up a great player. It's just if Beal, Beal's got it, if Beal's told them, I'm, I'm not resigning really no matter what you do. Take what you trade can him. get, you know, trade him. And, and it gets worse as time goes on because he's more of a rental later in the year. You know, you've got a full year to bring a guy into your place, you know, do the Kawhi Leonard and it didn't work. But like, you know, the culture, you know, like play here, learn it, love it, live it, you know, be successful. Laugh and it. then maybe, right. And then, <laughs> and then maybe stay that you got a shot. That's what the Celtics wanted to do with Davis. I mean, come here and play for a You'll love it. It's going to be, you know, but right, it didn't right. work. Um, and has, it hasn't worked for a lot of veterans, actually. No, it do, it doesn't. So it, it's risky. You know, like I said, we don't know Beal's mind, but, uh, you know, Washington, you know, it, it, it's as much, you know, Washington has to trade him, but the other team's got to feel good that they got a shot at uh, keeping him in order yeah, to get Yeah, I mean, up, you can't tell me that every other NBA, every team that has the ability to change your Beal is not calling Washington right now being like, so what's the deal with Beal? Right. You know, clearly you guys are, the are Knicks. changing your, your rosters around here. Yeah, the Knicks. Knicks can get ahead on their little plan, it seems like, coming together. They've gone from Kyrie and Durant to Beal and Zach Levine. <laughs> and that's Zachary the risk, though. Celtics' favorite, you know? They, they get Beal... those pieces from the Lakers. They're like, all right, we'll settle for, you know, these chips over here, you know? You know, if, right. if, Beal, if Beal goes to a place like a Miami or like a New York where they think that they can flip him based on, you know, the fans, the lifestyle, you know, here's what we can do for you, who knows how that's going to change his perspective. So, I mean, that obviously is the risk you take. But some of these big market teams, it's it's worth the risk for them. Because again, it's you're talking about a top what, twenty twenty five players, something like that. I mean, go down the list. There's not many of them available at all. So when one comes around, sometimes it's worth the risk. Yeah, 
Uh, so it, the other things that are interesting here, um, you know, and we've seen this, um, the, uh, you know, the Ben Simmons situation is something that like, again, you know, it's strange. We have not heard much buzz, but this is a mess, um, a mess right now for Philly. The reports that they can't find him, <laughs> you know, the idea that he's so fed up there that they're like, He's you tried out. to trade me twice last year, and like my name is all over the place. And my and the other guy, my my buddy, you know, my, my the other star here, friggin' throws me under the bus, and Doc backs that bus over me. And f you guys, I am gone. He's okay, not so to my text messages. No. This guy's this guy's in the freaking wind right now. And Philly's like, okay, I'll trade you for him for, for, you know, 1989, Michael Jordan. And that, you know, like, I mean, they're, they're literally, they are literally the, what they're asking for is like, they're trading the, the greatest it's, player who's ever it's lived. It's like that fantasy football yeah. manager who just sends you the worst yeah. trades. You're like, dude, F this guy. Yeah. Just now I'm, yes. I'm not your friend anymore. Not only <laughs> am I saying, I, I'm so mad. I'm not going to reject this trade. And I, I'm not talking to you. Like, the team is sending them. I'm going to let this trade sit until you reject it. Yeah. The report offered to Toronto was expensive. That was offensive. Oh, my God, was yeah, that I'm gonna, offensive. I'm going to gut it's my like team for Ben Simmons. Every good player you have and all your draft picks. <laughs> yeah. And you got Ben and Simmons and, and no one left. Yeah. OG, Pascal, everyone. They want to. But we talked about it. I like the strategy because you act as if, right? It's the only you thing act, they can do. You act as if he's still an absolute A, A plus top 10 player superstar. Yeah. And it's because what you yeah. don't want is other teams coming in here and offering the Marcus Smart package. How about Marcus Newsmith and a pick? Like, yeah, get the F out of here. You know, like that's yeah. what they don't want. So they're acting like they've got a major asset. Right. But I mean, we'll send that. something back then. If you don't but, send us, send me but, back a return trade. Do a lot worse. I don't even want your guys, man. Like, <laughs> That's the problem. They're they're trying. They're trying to act as if what you saw throughout the course of his entire career never happened. (laughs) That's what John and Jimmy were doing. (laughs) Never happened. Wide open layup dunks because he's afraid to get fouled. Never happened. Him taking one three pointer like every presidential cycle. That never happens. Oh, but, but, but I will say this. Fine. That's that's fair, Sherrod. But I do think we have a little recency bias here. If a year ago on draft night, the Warriors were going to trade the number two pick and Andrew Wiggins uh, for uh, Simmons, people would be like, are you kidding? The Warriors are going to get Simmons for that? They'd be like, they're going to be unstoppable. So, like, we've gone a little too far off. The and that clip. was our point. Yeah, that's always been our That's all we were saying. We've yeah, got a little bit off season, the cliff with, it's with the Simmons level. bashing. Okay, it's his fault though. It's yeah. his fault. We're not. He's not helping himself. He yeah, has done. He, in fact, he's done just the opposite. He has consistently hurt himself. When listen, Doc Rivers, and we know Doc Rivers for much time here. Doc is one of the most positive guys. He will back your bullshit up till the till the end of time. <laughs> he couldn't do it anymore. With he ben. broke Doc. <laughs> he, he broke Doc. And then when they, when they hit him with that question, you know, he was speechless. He didn't know how to answer. <laughs> when was the last time it beat through a teammate under the bus? Never. And he you know what? Embiid has done every little thing along the way to appease him and fit his game to make it easier for Simmons. It's like Simmons is a superstar really? there. I just I figured out when you break Doc and Joel to the point where they both run your ass under the bus, and the same night, the same night, 
It's a wrap. I can't give you anything for that. You don't even have the guys who are in the trenches with you who believe in you. How the hell am I going to give you something of value for that? Hey, and a team like Toronto would want him, would be in a good place to develop him and, you know, keep him in a place where no one's really watching. You know, people yeah. don't really pay attention to Toronto like that. Lionel, even they, Sacramento, send him somewhere to, to the outlier, an outlier franchise. That's what And, and even like. they, when that offer came along, we're just like, come on, are you serious? Like, no. they, they're making it. I know, what, I know what you mean, John, in terms of like, all right, you got to set the bar high. But is anyone really fooled by that? I mean, come on. Like, you these, know what, are, these are professionals. Closed mouth does not get fed. You got to ask for the world, hope yeah. that you can get a, get, get a piece of the world. Because the one it. team, the right. team that wants him bad is going to bite. They're not going to say yes to that, but they will adjust that offer into something mm. closer to it. And that's kind of why you do it, which is like, all right, OG and Siakam and four first is too much. But what if I did it for two? And all of a sudden you're talking. That's how you that's how you kind of know it. And I mean, honestly, in Toronto, like Simmons could win rookie of the year next year. Um, you know, he, you know, he could be awesome there. So that's a good spot for him. I'm kidding. That is amazing when we'll look it's back on it. for the rookie year award more than in NBA history. He could take that down next year. Um, yeah, he was a rookie for three years. I swear, yeah. three years. <laughs> but uh, does yeah, he get traded? Does he get traded? So, but that's what's interesting is it's so quiet right now. Does it feel like a bunch of crazy stuff is going to happen, and we're not? like ready for it i'm not ready for it i've got the wrong snacks like everything's <laughs> yeah, no. bad i wasn't expecting westbrook to go down tonight I We've would, had a yeah, few so. trades. but does simmons get traded not saying tonight but like do you think he's on the sixers but that's the week? thing is like this is when stuff it makes sense to do stuff now it gets harder after the draft you know like it's this yeah. is where you're dealing with like assets and the here and the now maybe just um, unless you're dealing with picks that are really high, though, does someone want to trade in for 14, for 7, for 11 here? Like, how many players – people aren't even sure, like, if there's a guy worthy of going at four right now. Like, how deep is this draft, guys? Like, how many guys in here are franchise-altering that you feel good about? Three? It at maybe? Most, yeah. At most, yeah. right? Yeah. Only, Probably two. The only two. guys I feel good about Mo- are and Cunning- and, um, kid from USC. Those are the yeah. two I feel I mean, really one – there's really one above everybody, right? Yeah. Cunningham. Cunningham. Cunningham, and then Evan Mobley. And Mobley. People like Mobley. I love Mobley. You know? I love Mobley. I'm stunned Houston's going to pass on him. I I think, look, it it is going to be the equivalent of Sam Bowie. Why, Houston taking over again? Jalen Green. Jalen Green? You don't like Jalen Green? Fact, fact, though. I like Jalen Green. I love Mobley. It seems very likely that Green's Houston's guy. Mm -hmm. Is he related to Katino Mobley or no? No. No, but uh, Jalen like Suggs is related to uh, Terrell Suggs. Suggs yeah. Really? So he'll kill you? Yes. <laughs> and he's going to Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> so people have been trying to tell me in the chat, by the way, and, and I'm not uh, – uh, whatever, but Sham, Shams <laughs> is putting out there, Beal has no desire to leave the Wizards. So take oh, that for what That's what, what it, I'm feeling. Yeah. Take that for what it's – If I were him right now. But that's the right thing to say. I do think that that's smart because you start saying, I, I want out right now, it gets really ugly really fast. But, John so, – if they just went out on a whim and just traded Westbrook without him even being involved in it, or like, like that wouldn't make any sense. I think there's a slight chance that he actually wants to play out another year in Washington and see what happens after. Because, you know, maybe the situation he would be going to right now isn't one that is taking shape yet. Yeah, I have a feeling that he has been kept in the loop on all the Westbrook stuff. 
It would have to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if, you know, yeah. just knowing their, their GM, Tommy Shepard, from years ago, that makes a lot of sense on how Tommy operates. And it makes a lot of sense when you have a player in the position that Bradley Beal is in to keep him in the loop, in the mix. Jimmy, what the hell are you doing, Jimmy? <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm, listen, I'm listening here. to the report, dude. Yeah, we're doing a show here, Jimmy. This Let's is unbelievable. Here. I'm like frantically going and like turning stuff off, thinking I'm like causing oh, you this. You could hear that? Yeah, I was looking at John the whole yeah, time. Jimmy, yeah. we it's can. in my damn ear. How can you hear it? I thought John knew when he was biting his tongue. I thought he was like, listen, I wanted to, no. I wanted to hear the, I, I wanted to hear exactly mean. what Sham said. I wanted to hear exactly what he was coming from. And he said, Beal right now has no desire to leave. So at this very moment, who, I mean, that, that, who and, and knows? Jimmy, right remember, now, he signed like an extension in Washington. of the night. Because right. remember earlier when, when Woj you know, tweeted about the Pistons, you know, Kay Cunningham is their number one pick right now. Everybody knows everything that is reported is fluid. Decision at, at 8.05 could be very different in 18, right. 8.15. So it makes sense. But I, I, I think – Bradley Beal has been kept in the loop on everything that's happening with the Wizards because I think at the end of the day they want him back, and they're hoping yes. that this that they can finally they can maybe put a, together a roster that will appease him and make him want to stay. But that's getting pretty damn hard to do when you look at the pieces that are leaving. You look at the pieces that the teams around the Wizards are adding, and you look at the fact that I mean, let's be honest, Bradley Beal is not getting any younger. He's not an. He, by no means is he over the hill or anything, but he knows every single year coming into his prime. Yeah. At some point, you, you are going to be the the OG in the building, and you're yeah, going to be looking around. No championships, not a contender. <clears throat> and then, then what are you going to do? All right, but the, the right thing to do would be to buy him for at least one more year, right? So I yeah. think I can see Bradley Beal doing that because he's going to say, well, at least the Washington Wizards are going to say, like, to your point, I'm, I'm sure they had conversations about this trade. I'm sure they said, look, these are guys that we think if they're not playing with the Lakers, they get more of an opportunity that could really compliment you. Look what the Bucks had, you know, with Giannis. Obviously, I'm not calling anyone on this team a Chris Middleton, or but, but maybe they can convince them that they're one of those, you know, pieces that could lead to the the the, the Robin to his Batman, if you will. You know, like oh, give us one more summer. You know, we already got the the starters to surround you with. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll grab one more All Star, you know, next summer. Just give us one more time and one more again. Time. Think about it from Beal's perspective That's what the right Wizards now. Have to do. They have to if, do that. They have to play that but, card. But to going back to what Sherrod said, it makes most sense for him to say it now because if he does say, I do want to trade, he Washington like might – he looks bad, but Washington might have to get a, get an itchy trigger finger and need to do mm -hmm. something now, send him somewhere where he doesn't necessarily want to be, um, and then he's there instead of Washington. If he wants to play it out or he wants to manipulate the situation, it makes more sense to kind of stick around um, and then ultimately say, I kind of do want to go and I am going to go here, so see if you can make it happen. And you do it more amicably. So um, it does, like I said, it makes sense. I can't see your reasoning here. We, we've seen this Washington team like – Okay, fine. They played with some spirit late in the year, uh, caught lightning in a bottle. Why, do you see any path to them rebuilding on the fly and building no. a roster to be able to appease him? It makes no sense. It doesn't make sense that that's possible right now for them. I don't think they're bringing in, you know, top talent, uh, and I don't think they're going to attract anybody here. I don't think they're going to try to – when you do that, you go make a trade for a guy like Westbrook and say, look, I got you a second star. Is it this cool? Right. You don't trade. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't <laughs> trade them. So it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that that would be something – that they're committed to building around him. 
and that, well, they, they're, they're, and that they can show him that in time. Right. That doesn't. That's the hardest part. I don't see how they can possibly they have show time. him. Right. That like that's look, thing. look, look. Yeah. Right. This is like, their roster. Like it's not like he has the Lillard contract, right? You know, this is this is it. No, I actually, I actually thought that they would trade Beal keep Westbrook around to play with the young guys and whatever else they get back, build them up a little bit, and then just let Westbrook go. Westbrook doesn't build people up. Westbrook Westbrook destroys, you know, like, look. Hey, he brought brought that makeshift team in the playoffs last year. He does it, but everybody else, once he's no longer in in their orbit, excels. So Westbrook does not make players better. You know, look at that whole team. With his first triple double year, everyone's like, he's got no one around him. And then Sabonis and friggin' Oladipo go elsewhere, and they're like, wow, these guys are all stars. But like, they were bums playing next to Westbrook. So I, I, I'm yeah, not. I don't know. All that's about to change, though. And that was, that was, that was. I thought he was really year. good last year. The Lakers we just you, watched the maturation I mean, of, 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 you know, you Westbrook, guys agree, you know, Lakers, Lakers have, step. Lakers have to be like one and two with the Nets going into next season, right? I mean, hey, don't forget the Bucks. Bucks two, one. one, two, and three, whatever order you want to put him in. Yeah, I mean the Lakers are pretty thin now. If this deal shakes out the way it looks, but they did so it right I before free agency. Build. They're they're gonna get all those yeah. cheap free agent vets now to come through yeah. and play with LeBron. Right and and yeah, I'm not ring so chasers. sure about that. I'm not so sure about that. Jimmy. I am. All of them went bad this year. Exactly. Everything LeBron was is, bad. This is not 2015, 16, 17 LeBron. The LeBron that we saw last season is going to be the LeBron I think we're going to see slowly but surely over time start to not be as dominant, impactful, full thrust LeBron. And, and again, father time Come always on. wins. At he's some not, point, he's he, not at that point, though. He's still a player no, that you can win around. And with Anthony yeah, Davis problem, and now Westbrook, I just think you're a championship contender. Yeah. But the Brady problem Bucks. that they're going to have now is that you're going to need those minimum wage guys to carry so much more of the weight than this is like the heat. The <laughs> teams have done. Yeah, they'll need to do more. They'll need to do more for sure. They're not buying. Look, you're going to. You're, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. I'm going to pass on making 10, 12, 15 million to make 1.5 or, or 2 million or whatever. I'm not saying that. LeBron, knowing LeBron may not be there down the stretch, knowing I'm probably going to have to play more minutes because he's not going to be healthy, when I could be playing similar minutes, making three, four, five, six times as much as I'm playing here in L.A.? Oh, hell no. No, I, I don't do think the difference is 15 to 1 million, though. I think – I just think they're going to get – they're going to get the breaks. If if there is a player out there who's standing between a couple of teams, like they'll lean L.A. I mean, maybe it's a million dollars or $2 million less, whatever it takes. I think that they'll the, round out that rotation. Be similar to what we saw where guys that – were on teams that weren't very good, but were really good players. Buy out, become free agents, and then collapse on that way. I you got competition for them, though. You know, the Nets will remain strong in that regard. The Bucks suddenly become a player for those kind of guys. So you have a couple of different powerhouses in the NBA now that could siphon those kind of guys. You're right, you're right, Sharad. There's not a LeBron monopoly on those guys anymore. No, I think this is like his last swing at a, a guy like that though right a 30 point score mr triple double well so here's what confuses me i mean this is part that he wants though he has he has another closer i think that's what makes them more dangerous so this was a championship team two seasons ago they essentially gutted that team brought in some new pieces people thought they were better i know john was raving about them before the season they had injuries whatever so now they're essentially gutting that roster again for westbrook and is Westbrook really like I like and Westbrook, he'll, but is he where we do very, I don't know. Quick, we, we'll we do very quickly forget that this team looked unstoppable for about 25, 30 games this year? Okay. So 
They did. Uh, they they really did. Everything kind of fell apart when when uh when the stars. But is that a know, reason to gut it after that? Like, it's not. Right. What I'm that saying is, we were really high on this team because they looked like a freaking wagon. So um, they were. They did. Injuries caught up, like they did to most of the teams in the NBA. Yeah. yeah. So, most teams that lack depth more than anyone else when those injuries occur, because you right. don't. You literally have nothing. You have nothing but empty peanut shells that you're trying to win with. Yeah. Behind you. A three-star team, a two—you know—the team that's put all its eggs into the big star basket. You lose people, you lose stars. You're in deep trouble. Yeah, um, that's the risk you take. But you're gonna have less backs, less back-to-backs this season coming up. Hopefully, more rest for these guys, and maybe you can avoid some of those injuries. Bring back right. Drummond. <laughs> they went through that whole ordeal, I, right? Man, remember all the conversations we had about Drummond, and it played out in LA the exact way we thought it might happen here. Yeah. I didn't get enough touches. If I touched the ball as much as this guy, I'd be good as that guy. Oh, blah, 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 blah. It's always talk with Drummond. And they're going to have to contend with that again. Um, I don't know. I think the Lakers have won their last title with LeBron. I think it's going to be one for them. What? Too okay. soon. I don't think okay. they got the depth. I think, like, you, you know, Sherrod said, injuries have started to settle in. I think this was kind of a desperation move. Like, you made a good move picking up Schroeder last year. Everyone thought that was, that was a great a move. It was a good move. In the, and in the playoffs a little bit. And now you're going to be dumping him again. I don't like Buddy Heald that much if they keep going in that direction. I don't know. Outside shooter. Space the floor a little bit. But, yeah, he's got, a, he's got a big contract. Yeah, he does. He made more threes than anyone they had last year. But I don't know. I think that's what they're missing. They need that shooter, you know. He's going to get an yeah. open look for days. So uh, Detroit has done, uh, you know, they took Cunningham, which was expected, obviously. Uh, not a ton of intrigue because it seems like Green has been the guy. I think <laughs> I think Woj is doing his little uh, sneaky stuff uh, by not tipping picks, but his little, you know, that little game that Woj, Woj does now. He does the word. He does the wording. Um, you know, so his wording on this, I believe, is that, uh, you know, that, that Green is uh, green is the guy. Uh, <laughs> Long expected Green to be awaiting them at number two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, and, and, and and he's there. They think he's going to be a star for them, you know? So, green just went. He did? That, yeah. That yeah. makes me laugh. It is so funny. I, it is. I don't get how he gets away with it, but it is funny as hell. He's like, you, he's uh, like, he's like say- literally, literally, this is my value. This is what I get paid for. You're going to tell me I can't do it? Sherrod, did you did you potentially compare this pick to Sam Bowie earlier? I think five, ten years from now, and we look at the way Evan Mobley is just going to keep getting better and better. Jalen Green is going to be a good player. <clears throat> I, I think he's going to be a very good player. I just think Mobley is going to be better, significantly better, yeah. significantly. There's better. a lot of good okay. point guards in the league. That's not necessarily a ticket to being a great team, though. Um, and when you look at a guy with great size and great impact at the you know big man position like Moby could be, that's more usually a straight path to being a champion. You look at Davis two years ago, Giannis this year. I mean, um, you don't have to go that far. You could just go to Marvin Bagley a couple of years ago as, as a more modern day example of the uh, of blowing the freaking second pick. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, when you had Doncic sitting there and you freaking. Yes. You know, uh, I mean, that's 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 today's buoy right there. That's a freaking disaster. Yeah. <laughs> that pick, absolute disaster. Uh, the in, Kings. That, in that draft, oh my god! You know, unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah, that that that's a, that's a tough one. No, Cleveland. You should have known. When, once it became clear that Houston was taking Green, they were practically throwing a parade in Cleveland. So. Yeah. 
you know, that just goes to show how exciting Moby is right now. And, you know, you even had people saying, all right, Cunningham's probably the number one pick, but would you even think about Mobley at that position? Like, Mobley has gained so much traction and love and, uh, you know, momentum over the last couple of weeks through the workouts and everything else that he's gone through there. And uh, he had an amazing march, too. He, he was a great big to watch. I don't know if he's a transformative big man, um, but he is certainly one that can initiate offense, yeah. which is special. Yeah. So and we're uh, talking about a seven-footer. Yep. Not yeah. Not just like a guy with a decent – a seven footer. It's who, funny. Size who, is becoming a big deal again. It, look it at is. that. It just a couple years. You, you went from golden state death lineups a few years ago to back yeah. to size mattering again. So again, it's, you, you got to be Belichick careful. rule. Yeah. You got to be Everyone careful. zigs, you zag. Right. Exactly. Everyone zags, you zig back. Everyone's like, holy shit. I don't have a big guy, you know, like team USA, for example, they're like, Oh, shoot. I know, but everyone, right? You know, let's play positions. Oh shoot! Like, oh shit! We, we can't need guard JaVale this guy. McGee. We need <laughs> to get <laughs> McGee now. Um, but, where's uh, my ring? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Rachel Nichols signing. Oh, oh wow. she's doing. She's doing stuff. She's, she's back. doing the thing. She's doing the thing. <laughs> she's doing the thing. She's back doing her she's thing. She's back. Oh boy! And there we have it. Russell Westbrook is officially going to the Lakers. Really? Who's got it? Bobby Bobby Manning. Really? Bobby Manning's got it. Per Bobby Manning's (laughs) per Bobby Manning source. Uh, one day. Uh, And yeah, Mobley's going to Cleveland. So things are really underway. Oh, sorry. Yeah, wrong one there. Um, so they uh, got um the uh so that's done. So that happened. Um, we still think Beal doesn't want to go to anywhere so we don't know about that i kind of want to hang out so we're we're gonna without the celtics having a pick we're not really gonna you know uh go through the whole draft here but i think let's maybe hang around till about pick seven because that's where the intrigue's gonna happen that you know golden state is involved in possible simmons and who knows what else here and right now if there's going to be a big trade for a star i think it's probably going to happen there um if nothing happens there i think everybody stays put for the most part but we'll see so right now we're through pick three we've got cunningham we've got green we've got now mobley to cleveland there's some discussion um you know the four is the first debatable pick it seems like but it looks like it's going to be suggs most likely um but there's other people in play here so this is raptors this is where there could be a bit of a wrinkle in the draft so we'll see what happens with this pick um and uh, and so on. Anybody else, Bobby? I know you've kind of looked at some of these guys. Anybody you like here at four? Um, no, any Suggs player beyond Suggs? Yeah. yeah why, is, he was... why are people not – why did the shine come off him a tad? Uh, probably Mobley's ascension, right? Yep. So he, he just surpassed him. I don't think it was anything Suggs did wrong. In fact, Suggs was unbelievable in March Madness, yeah. just sheer right. will. Um, had that huge shot in the semifinal game, I believe it was. Uh, he's he does everything, and he's going to be the perfect replacement for Kyle Lowry there at the point. Yeah, and even though I mean he doesn't have tremendous size, Toronto has shown the ability to be effective with small guards. When you look at Lowry, you look at Van Vliet. I think Jalen is going to fit in seamlessly with what they're trying to do. He's going to go through his, his rookie growing pains like all rookies do. But I think at the end of the day, for what Toronto needs. Where they are in the draft, he's the perfect fit for them. And you know who he's been compared to, uh, Sherrod, is uh, your guy, Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups, yeah. 
I, although I would say Chauncey's probably a little bit bigger, uh, but I think Jalen, at the same point when Chauncey was coming into the league, I would say Jalen has a better all-around game. Chauncey was more of a shooter when he came into the league, and people weren't really sold on whether he could actually run a team. And truth be told, it, it took Larry Brown to just break Chauncey and then build him back up before he could really be kind of an upper echelon playmaker. And I, and Jalen, uh, I think he's going to be really good. I, I think he's going to be a perfect fit for what Toronto needs um, at this point. So, and for and for our draft conspiracy people. You know, Toronto leaped up a couple of spots there. I don't know if that was the league, you know, patting them on the head for taking that year in Tampa, but what a haul for Toronto to, you know, go from the playoffs, fall out of it, kind of get stuck in the middle here, but still get, you know, a top four pick out of it. That was huge. Great timing. Uh, I don't know if Toronto is going to be back next year, per se, the way they had the last But you're back, Bobby. That. You but are yeah, back. There's, there's some buzz. Yeah. <laughs> Prime Minister's back. Yeah, the, but the Prime Minister is happy right now. Yes. Bob, Bobby Canada. <laughs> By the way, not everybody knows this, but for a while – Jimmy Jimmy Toscano had the nickname of uh, of Jimmy Canada. That's very true. That's the right. video the video still lives actually on the It's internet. very good. <laughs> there's yeah. two of them. Yeah, there's a sequel. Somebody go search Jimmy you guys <laughs> should go <laughs> search Comcast Sportsnet Jimmy Why Canada. I don't know if it's on YouTube or if it's just in the CSN it's archives somewhere. Out there. It's good stuff. <laughs> Jimmy's like I haven't, I haven't watched it every once in a while, you know. <laughs> it's a hockey based, it's a, it's yeah. a hockey based movie. Yeah, it's yeah. a good yeah. plot line to it. It's yeah. really good plot line. There's yeah, there's you know, it's <laughs> so the Lakers. Some the good Lakers, acting. Uh, it's very good. It's very. Any good. any of our any of our gun report fans dig it up? I'll I'll be very impressed. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> check it out, Jimmy Canada. It's good stuff. Anyway, go ahead. So the uh, Lakers do end up giving up twenty two tonight, along with all those players. So the Wizards got a first round pick out of it. Uh, but still, those players, Kuzma, KCP, Harrow, what are the Wizards going to do with those guys? It's not like you can flip those guys for something better, you know? Like, those are just – those are role players that the Lakers didn't want anymore. <laughs> They're literally fillers. Whoa, yes. whoa, whoa. Don't let Kyle hear that from you, Bobby. He's on Tatum's level, reportedly. Allegedly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. The Kuz. Yeah. Oh. But if, you're watching, like, if you're watching, that's what you're telling. That's what you're telling Riley. Hey, you just need to unlock him. All right, that's your job. We're gonna all we got this guy. What a we stunning got trade! I don't who know. Who else? You, who else is, who, yeah. Who else is picks You got. You got to lead with that. You got to lead with Kuzma. You got to be like, listen, I believe in this guy. What's up, John? Who else is tipping picks tonight? I I still don't see. I don't have. We don't have four yet. Pick, we still we pick, still don't tipping. have that pick. You know what I mean. Waiting. I mean, I don't think they've done the. Have they done Sham three on says, the broadcast yet? Sham says, "Do you want me to say it?" Yeah. Go ahead. Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Ooh, wow. Just that. First little first. Yep. Really. Scotty Barnes. All right. I wonder if that says anything about Pascal Siakam's future, because obviously he's been floated around in trade talks, and here's one. Those guys are the same position essentially. Perk just called Mobley a modern day Bill Russell, and Celtics Twitter is absolutely oh, no, no. Is, no. Celtics, Celtics Twitter is dying right now. They're gonna, they're, I mean, somebody get eyes on Nick. Keep him away from Windows. Celtics Twitter is arming itself right now. Okay, they are, they are, and they are gonna storm. You know, ESPN headquarters for something like that. You do not, you can't say that. So why? Tommy Hines had called Greg Stiesma, compared yeah. uh, 
Steezma to Bill Russell, and yeah. he got away with it because he's Tommy. Yeah. Um, he was right at that. He was right then. Yeah. But, but this guy's <laughs> Yeah. Every time, every time people talk about Rob's shot blocking ability, they try hard to kind of say it without saying it. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like Bill Russell, but it's like, we can't call well, Rob dude, Bill Russell. You know, next year, you're going to be the guy who's going to say it. You're going to say it. I might say it now. You're going to say it next year. Better yeah, than Bill be Russell. Early next year. <laughs> yeah. Better than Russell. Oh, Woj says has, the oh, Pacers have acquired. Game, he has like five blocks. You're going to say it. Woj says the Pacers have acquired the 31st pick from the Bucks. He doesn't say for what, but that's what he says. Cash, most likely. So Pacers have a late first round pick coming to them. Interesting. Um, so uh, so that's a wrinkle, first wrinkle in the draft. That's a huge wrinkle. I mean, yeah. Green was – you had four players in this draft, essentially, at the top, like you did last year, Cunningham, Mobley, Green, and Suggs. Um, I don't know. There's Maybe like, there's like 5% of me else. that thinks that the Celtics are going to trade for Beal in like five minutes. Like, uh, you know, I'm like uh, afraid to hang up here. I'm afraid to get off the air. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I got a All weird right. vibe. Wouldn't be surprised if Orlando took Kaminga at five. Would not be surprised. So Green keeps sliding in that case. Five, I don't think Green. I don't think Green will slide or any Suggs, further rather. than Suggs. Than, Suggs, Suggs. I don't think he'll slide any further than OKC. Maybe Golden State, but definitely not out of the top seven. Yeah, OKC would be thrilled in that case. Obviously, they lost a lot in there. Like I said, this is a guy who you know at the end of the year was in in consideration for the one pick. He just, I, I just felt the momentum kind of uh, you know, slipping here, that the interest wasn't nearly as high well, as Chad, it was. So Chad, Chad Ford said he's been hearing that Barnes was Masai's guy and the front office was torn. Yeah, there's a lot of hype with Barnes, but he doesn't have a shot. And he really had, like, he, people got excited by flashes of point guard when he was playing at Florida State. And there's another Florida State guy to yeah. really just explode up the board. But I don't know. He hasn't put it all together yet the way Suggs has. I'm very surprised by that pick. But he it is, is potentially. Again, you, got, you got Siakam and OG, and OG seems like a keeper. So that, that does, to me, that feels like Siakam could be the oh, automatic. Yeah, yeah. Unless, you're going, unless you're going wing city, like switch everything, have all great no. defenders every position. Wing because, city. Yeah. Yeah, wings over Toronto. The um, I mean, you know, I guess it's possible. Speaking of yeah. wings, that's a good spot. That's... He's a really good defender, though. So Scotty, yeah. Now really. that now... I mean, he can defend all five spots, really good defender. If you're Orlando, I mean, you're obviously happy, but at the same time, I mean, there's got to be teams calling them right now, right? Who looking to maybe jump up to five and, and take for shots. sure, right? Yeah, they're in a good spot. Celtics trivia. Barnes, uh, picked fourth overall, is the highest uh, drafted FSU player tied with two others um, who also went at four. One of them is a Celtics legend. Cowens. There it is. There it is. Sure, I know his history. All right, guys. I love Dave. I I know his history. He went to Florida State? Yeah. And Patrick Patrick Williams is the other. Yeah. I didn't know that uh, Collins went to Florida State, but yeah, they've uh, that's a football school that's really built a underrated basketball uh, cachet. Yeah, Terrence uh, Mann, who was great in the playoffs too, went there. Yeah. So uh, we're... Isaac, who hopefully will be able to be healthy enough to play at some point for Orlando. Um, Suggs went to Orlando, so we're there. We're we're there at five. 
You got you got that one already. Suggs oh, is Orlando. Please. Yep. All over it. I broke it. <laughs> um, yeah, what a side for Suggs. What is so? What is the? What does the the Barnes pick do to Orlando's? Like, I mean, um, Toronto's depth chart. Like in terms of like now, maybe they're looking to make some trades here. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Is like you, they're kind of wing city there, so things could get a little little right. goofy. Uh, yeah, Woj with Scotty Barnes off the board. Orlando has Jalen Suggs on top of its draft board. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so it'll be Suggs. It'll be Suggs there. See the thing about Scotty Barnes, though, you got to remember it, Markel you know, Fultz, like- Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs again. Right. RJ Hampton. A lot of a lot of clusters there. And again, I don't think Orlando expected that that to be there for them, but then they couldn't pass it up. Um, right. But that's what you got. Well, Scotty, you know, he, he can be a playmaker in the, in the same mold as like a Ben Simmons type. Uh, as far as a guy that's not a great shooter, but can run your offense, can initiate, can has good court vision. I just, I, I thought I thought that they really needed a guy who would get buckets. Um, yeah, you need a more complete player. And yeah, I know, so- you know. Like you said, Sherrod, Suggs had some concerns, the size you mentioned. His shot didn't, wasn't all there last year, but he could really defend. He yeah. could really play a bunch of different positions in your offense. And Does he make he, you – is he, like, elite, though? Like I said, is your – you know, did you – I'm, 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 no, not, I'm not comparing it, but do you feel like you took Marcus Smart here? Not, yeah, not quite, so like, does you know it – there's a chance Barnes' defense could be better than Suggs' offense, but yes. I don't see Barnes' offense coming together. Um, so you're basically looking at a guy who could be like, a, you know, at his best, a Draymond Green type for your defense, not the Green on offense, which is obviously what made Green special. Right. Yeah. So Suggs five, uh, and what are we now? It, now it's kind of where things get a little bit interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Book Knight's been flying up draft boards at this point out of UConn. Uh, you know, Kaminga's obviously been a big deal for a while here now, and then you get into kind of your role player portion of the draft after that. Um, but, you know, Josh Giddy has been really exciting people, an overseas prospect, a point guard. But, yeah, after that, it's mostly role players, and it is a deep draft of role players, but, um, you know, you're really getting so, past your transformative guys fast now. Orlando's got a lot of point guards. Think the Celtics could uh... – could uh, go, to knock on that door there? Anybody you, you like could fry free? <laughs> you want yeah. folks? Kind of. I kind of do. Stop it. I kind of do. Come on, John. You're better, than that. You're better than that. Stop. I bring him back. <laughs> yeah, we can we can bring back all those pictures of him with I, Danny in the Chipotle. Guys, I like stories. <laughs> I've been clear on this before. I don't know whether it would work or not, but I love stories. It'd be fun. I, I, I like that. You know, I would love the same line and be like, I want to pull up that clip where I I ambushed him after his uh, workout in Boston. There's literally no one there but me and him. And he was, he had this look like, Who who the hell are you? Right. Are you allowed to be talking to me? That's who I am. Yeah. He's like, Boston media, aggressive. Jeez. That that, that was when, yeah, the C's weren't telling anybody about the workouts except Sherrod. Except, except, except the, uh, you know, Sherrod was taking, Sherrod was finding stuff out. The home channel. Sherrod was finding stuff out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there's a there's a there's a team that's got lots of uh, lots of point guard situations there. So that's that's an interesting thing. Um, what else are we seeing here again? I'm seeing no buzz on six. And again, I did want to hang out here because I think Golden State's that team that might have been willing to move uh, and they pick at seven. Like I said, as I, I think you might not see many more trades. Uh, you're not going to see huge stuff happening tonight. 
That gets some no. huge stuff. Goodman says Orlando hit the jackpot with Jalen Suggs falling into their lap. Goodman Goodman falls in love with with players for sure. Yeah, he does. And so, you're yeah, thinking about I, these suits. Jalen uh, Suggs suits, the shiny suit looks like a shark. The Bucks got fifty four sixty in a future second in exchange for the thirty first, which I, I don't fully get, but um, okay. Whatever. You're right, you're right yeah. Josue. That thing is shiny. Yeah. Cool. Um, so uh, just to let everybody know at home what we're planning on doing right now, without the Celtics having a first-round pick, um, we don't have anything to talk about here in the first round um, outside of there being a massive move. So kind of our plan here, whoever's left over at the end of the night, uh, if the Celtics just go about their business and then pick at 45, um, some of us will pop back up here. We'll analyze the pick um, and uh, whatever happens, happens. Uh, and if that's the case and that's all we've got, uh, then that's all we've got. But if there's um, a trade or something else, we're going to hop in right away. Uh, if they trade into the first round or there's a big <clears throat> player sort of trade, um, then we would definitely kind of come in there and uh, and uh, and talk here. Hold on one second. I'm going to pull something up here, and I'm going to let Bobby have his, like, two minutes of fame here. Nice. Here we go. Um, not fame as Bobby much as – Bobby Big Board? Ready What's going on? Bobby Big Board? Bobby's going to Big Board it. Bobby, why don't you talk through – some of the guys. The triple B. Bring on the triple B. Some of the guys. Bobby Skiffin. Baby. Bobby Pickford. <laughs> we scored three Bs. Three Bs. Yeah. Hold on. We skipping ahead to 45 already. We are. Yeah. Top yes. five at 45, according Whoa, to Bobby Manning. Oh, let's Whoa. go. Oh, nice graphic there. I know. There I it is. I wasn't expecting that. I can tell you right now. Sexy. I, want, I can tell you right now. I want JT Thor. I want Thor. <laughs> How do you not want Thor? Oh, man. There is a lot of possibilities for weird Celtics Twitter with him. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> has Celtics ton. Twitter fallen in love with like a really thick and jacked guy yet or somebody, you know, <laughs> yeah. like nothing? There yet, is a right? guy at that spot. Uh, Deshaun Nix, I think his name is. Yeah. Huge point guard. Like, yeah. bigger than Kyle Lowry, so <laughs> he would fit that mold. But Yeah, but all right, go through some of these guys here. Is this, these in, guys? Or, is this in order that you like Yeah, them? this is this is yeah. in order. These guys, are, these guys are really solid. All right, uh, Nick, why is Reeves get, at three? Quickly, I like Reeves. Quickly. Reeves, Ke- man. Me too. Edwards. Me too. Why is he at number three? What's going on? So part of it's that I don't think he'll be there. I think he's going to be a borderline first-round pick. And then second mm-hmm. is – um. He's a lot like Pritchard, right? You know, shoots off the catch, handles the ball a ton, playmates. Yeah, yeah, he's a better scorer, I think, than Pritchard all around. There's a guy that can finish at the net and do all kinds of stuff in between. But uh, I do wonder how much they'd kind of smash into each other at that position. Again, you do kind of shoot for the home run at this position and don't really care about what you have until already. But um, I don't know. I do like these guys. Kessler Edwards was a great shooter and a great defender. And Joel, uh, I don't get, I don't get the pronunciation on this one yet. Ayayi, I think it is out of I France. You could have won it, and no one would have noticed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just with confidence, dude. Just whatever you want, Joel man. Joel Ayayi, another Let's Frenchman, go. another Frenchman yeah. for the Celtics after years. Evan Fournier might be back. Yep. He's really good. Uh, he can shoot strong. He can handle the ball. He can facilitate. Those yep. my one and two there are guys who I'm surprised. Because normally when you're picking a guy this deep in the draft, like one side of the game's dead. Like Reeves can't defend, Thor can't play offense, and Jones can't even shoot. Um, so, <laughs> so other than that, they're great pickers. These guys sound awesome. So you my did two, good, man. You did good. 
my one and my two here surprisingly can play both sides of the floor. Edwards, I think, has seven feet wingspan. Uh, Yai, I think, has the same. So, you know, you got good defenders there who can play the wing, who can yeah. shoot and handle the ball a little bit. Um, I'd be thrilled if a Yai came to the Celtics because he's really like a pseudo point guard who can initiate offense for the second unit. Are these guys like first year, second year, seniors? What do we got? Mixed, all mixed in? Yeah, are mixed any, bag. Uh, are, any Doris, are, are any of them a reach at 40? Like, not a reach. Are any of them likely to be gone by, like, very, like, more likely Reeves, to be way gone by Reeves. 45. Yeah. And he's a he's a senior. He did he did all four years. Well he transferred. Yeah. Transferred, Re- right. Yeah, Reeves and Thor are the guys that could be gone. Thor Reeves is, 30. Yeah, Thor's is uh, Thor's obviously a young guy. I think he's 18 still. Um wow. But like his seven three wingspan, I think he's six nine, <laughs> six ten. Like, no, Stop it. Nope. <laughs> like he's he's got incredible measurements and a ton of explosion. Uh so, so- He's a guy that could be gone too, but all the three other guys are easily there. Uh, I want to get back to it real quick. The uh, the uh, sorry, the Westbrook uh, deal. Sorry, uh, uh, just what we got. What we got? No, no, no. Uh, OKC takes Giddy. Okay. Ooh. Giddy, Josh, yeah. Josh Giddy. He's been he's been exploding at people's boards. He's a he's like a floor general point guard from where is he from? I want to say Belgium. Is uh-huh. that where he's from? I don't know, but um. Yeah, he's got a lot of momentum the last, yeah, the last very, couple. Very weeks. quickly, and I, I wanted to read a thing here. Um, Australia, just, he playing in Australia. A very quick, uh, you know, this is one man. This is uh, Kevin Pelton for for ESPN. Just one man's quick trade grade for the Russell Westbrook trade. Westbrook trade. Um, okay, he gave the Lakers a D. Okay, what? a D. And and so this is uh, this is near and dear to me because it's it's one of my favorite shows. But uh, you know his his opening paragraph. This trade reminds me of a classic scene from the sitcom Arrested Development that's since become a meme. And basically, one guy's going in there and he's talking about him and his wife having an open marriage that's never worked for anyone, and that uh, it's never worked for anyone. And he goes, "But it might work for us." And that's how he kind of described this thing as like. This is not. This hasn't worked anywhere, but but it might work for us. And Westbrook is the classic might work for us sort of player. Um, but they gave him a D for this. Um, I don't know. You know, that. that's aggressive. He's a polarizing guy. Yeah. No D. I mean, if you, how much better are they going to be when you gut your basically your entire damn bench and you bring in Westbrook? I'm going to tell you this. I think it's just as good that Westbrook's going to be the last man standing in LA and LeBron and Davis are like, I'm getting the F out of here than it is that this helps them win a championship. That's my opinion, but a, a flat D and the wizards get an a, um, well, we know what Westbrook is at this point. Kind of his shooting's gone. Three contributors uh, replenish their depth. Um, they're going to lose, you know, uh, that they, they were set to, they were set to lose guys in free agency. So they can kind of keep the ship afloat here. Uh, straight a versus a D it's a very definitive whether you agree or not you know most people kind of hem and haw or hedge their bets a little <laughs> bit you get a lot of b minus b plus grades here and like that way you can say oh it, was, it, it ended up a little worse you come out here flat out and say this is a d borderline f trade for the lakers a desperate trade it's interesting it's an interesting take but yeah i'm not a westbrook guy you guys know it i know you guys were singing his praises sherrod liked him he, you know the, you guys liked what he did late i can't stand him i think he makes everything worse i think he's going you know, back home though 
He's going. I think home. it's just a bad, 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 bad fit. And again, this is weird superstar ego shit where it's like you. Everybody thinks you know that everybody's five years younger than they are and like oh my god me and russ and blah 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 we're unstoppable and like russ can't shoot and he's not nearly as explosive as he used to be and lebron can barely walk now you know so like i don't oh. think that this i'm not we're saying going that. overboard that lebron thing. i love lebron i take it back lebron i freaking <laughs> love but i mean again you're talking about a guy who's still miles on the tires miles and miles and miles on the tires guys um and then davis who's got history of injuries and coming off of what he's got here that's That's, that this is destined to go horribly wrong yeah that's the thing that makes this risky because if that happens if he goes down and And i do take it back they don't reach the promised land what's everyone gonna say (laughs) oh russell westbrook you know he couldn't be couldn't be that guy for lebron or he wasn't enough or you needed those three, four role players to, to step up, and they would have they would have done better with, with those guys, you know. Yep. So that so, could happen too. It's a risk. Yep. It's a big so uh, Giddy goes to, uh, sixth, which means Golden State is on the clock. And again, this is the fingers crossed. All, fingers crossed, Celtics fans, that this that in two minutes we don't have a graphic on the screens <laughs> that says, uh, you know, report, you know, trade in place for Bradley Beal. Um, because right now, you know, this is where it's kind of interesting. And assuming it doesn't happen, like I said, we'll wrap it and we'll come back when something does happen. Uh, but again, I don't know. It's I, I, This Lakers trade shocks me. Like, we didn't see this coming at all. So I guess, you know, brace yourselves for anything here. Not, nothing, would, nothing would totally surprise me. Me neither. I mean. But, it, but, I mean, let's be honest. This is the type of deal that the Lakers like to do. Deals that on the surface have a lot of sexiness and and, and appeal and razzle-dazzle. But then when you start kind of combing through the weeds and you realize, wait a minute, we just got a guy who's in his 30s who can't shoot, who can rebound. There's a reason why he's a good rebounder. He misses so many Uh, damn shots. He's not Carl Malone. He's not yet. He's not that old. I saw Carl Malone at at the end of the road, and it was not. Lakers, Lakers, Carl. I agree. Russell is not there yet, but he ain't that damn far away either. Yeah, that's the thing. This is a two, three year window. He doesn't know that though, right? Russ is going into this being like, oh, this Russ got seven or eight left in him in his mind. Yeah. But yeah. The Davis part is what scares me too, because now now you're trading away pieces or assets potentially down the down the road. I still I'm think just, the healthy. Listen, I'm not thrilled about the Lakers. You're not thrilled about what? I haven't been thrilled about the Lakers in a couple of years now. I, I think they're older. I think they've really just lost all their depth here. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to replace it. Because, again, you lose a couple guys on the edge of your roster, fine. This is their roster right now. LeBron, Davis, Westbrook, Alonzo McKinney, and Marcus All. Where are you going from there? I know you could bring back Schroeder, but how does Schroeder fit next to Westbrook now? You bring back Caruso, great. Uh, you know, you can bring back Drummond. That didn't really work. The guys who they have floating in free agency still are just as, are probably more, uh, you know, loosely tied to the roster and didn't really work as the guys they sent out. And in fact, KCP was a great role player for LeBron. Awesome shooter and defender. Uh, you know, a guy you send down Harrow was pretty good for them last year. Some of their best lineups were with him on the floor. And Kuzma, like I know people gripe like crazy about him, but that's a good two-way forward, productive starter in this league. And now... Like, is Westbrook worth what we talked about with Beal, Brown, and Tatum? Would it be worth eliminating your whole roster to have those three? And now you're asking that question about LeBron, Davis, and Westbrook. 
which with Westbrook, I don't know. He's going to have to do a lot. He's going to have to uh, become uh, a lot more versatile. A Tatum, a Tatum Brown Beal trio is much better than that, than that. Even though obviously LeBron and Davis are still top 10 NBA players, just based off of the shelf life and the longevity. Yeah. And the shooting, of course. Um, So, you know, but I mean, you're still, you still got guys who have yet to hit their prime and a guy in his prime versus three people, two people past their primes and one guy in it, but having some major health issues. I don't think it's, I don't think it's particularly close there. What do you got, Jimmy? I can't see that phone. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. you to stop talking. Yeah. Stop talking. No. Shan- Shams yeah, reports that Golden State is going to make their pick. Jonathan Kaminga at number seven. That's it. Yeah, that's, he, that's it. He's another guy who is probably higher before this year than going through it. In fact, so he played on that G League team, the pro team that, you know, was Jalen Green and a couple other guys who are going to go in the draft tonight who skipped college. Uh, he's young. I think he's one of the younger guys in the draft at 18, 19. Uh, has a lot of the explosion features that you see from big wings a lot of times at the top of the draft. Like, who are some guys that fit this mold? Uh, like, I think Derek Williams is a guy like that once. Um, there's always like a really big explosive forward at the top of the draft. And unfortunately, a lot of times like that explosion and athleticism and length and all the like measurables you look at going in don't really translate into basketball stuff. And that's kind of where Kaminga's at. I think that's why he slid to the spot. Uh, and I don't know who's like one of those guys that's worked out Sherrod. It's, it's a thin list and a lot of them are bust when you think about like those big, big power forwards who just jump out of the gym. Well, I mean, one guy, and again, he's not necessarily an explosive leaper, but I, I think we've, we've seen signs that he could be a very good player going forward. And we, we mentioned him earlier, Patrick Williams uh, out of Florida, who yeah. I, I think he was a one of those guys that a lot of people had a lot of question marks about coming into the league. And he's a legitimately good player uh, who's only going to get better. Uh, I think Kaminga is a slightly different type of player, but I do think Kaminga has the potential to be someone that I think in time, is going to be pretty good. I don't expect him to set the world on fire or be a, a big-time impact guy day one, but I do think in another couple of years, I think he will be someone uh, who's going to be able to help. Is it? Uh, yeah. Well, you have a 6'11 wingspan, uh, yeah, got great length, great athleticism, and, and as as Bobby mentioned – How tall is he? He's 6'7". Six, six, seven. Six, so I was going to say, I don't know if Okongwu is a, is a guy that, 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 that is similar to that from last year, but – He's know. more of a center. Yeah, this guy's a wing. Yeah, I think when you think about what the Warriors do, yeah, Okongwu is more of a big. Yeah, that's what makes it such a good pick for the Warriors. I mean, well, he's far away, so that's what makes it interesting for the Warriors. Is this guy's going to take some time to be a productive player? He's eighteen. Can't shoot. Yeah, and he can't shoot yet at all. Not a facilitator. Turns the ball over a lot still at this stage. Like these guys who come out of the G League camp, and this is Green too. Like they are very early in their development. These are high school players essentially. Uh, right. Coming to the NBA, yeah, so the you no. Know, the thing about Kaminga is he's just a freakish athlete. Um, yeah. inc- phenomenal. One, I, one of the best athletes in this draft. But obviously, you know, you, you in the perfect world, he developed the way. You know, the last freakish athlete that we saw was a guy named Giannis Antetokounmpo. That was real upper echelon. Now, is he going to be that good? I don't think so. I the thing that sets Giannis apart is still that seven feet. Like you can, yep. unless you're a seven foot wing. That's hard to call you Giannis. Right, right. But from an athleticism standpoint, though, he is, he, Kaminga is, is special. But you're right. That, and that's, you know, 
that's why Giannis fell to 15 because he grew a couple inches after folks scouted <laughs> him. Like yeah. our good friend Danny you know, H. It's interesting, Bobby. When you say that, uh, when, you, when you're talking about how many every year, there's always that one really athletic wing who's sort of who's your guy, Joe Sway. There's a lot of them. Well, no, I was thinking like literally as you were saying that, I was thinking about what everyone was saying about Jalen Brown. Like, remember that? It's like, oh, he's has the athleticism. Yeah, he can't shoot. You know, they could have gone with a better pick. You could have got a shooter. You could have gone in. And then Jamal it, Murray it translated. I mean, yeah, Jamal Murray is another one. And Jamal Murray, he, we didn't know he was going to be a point guard. You know, he wasn't drafted to be a point guard, but that's what happened. You know, when he uh, the Nuggets had a couple injuries and he sort of just took on that role and everything opened up for him. But yeah, it's interesting because I think some of these guys, he, he could be one of those guys in a few years. You know that that blossoms, but of course we don't see it right away. But athleticism, the way he runs the floor, and the the tools that he has. I'm gonna eventually blossom, but the the guys that are picked between like six and fourteen, like whether they're role players or like everyday starters, is gonna be interesting to see which. It's one again, really- it's this is where you're like, and again, I know a lot of people and Bobby, you know, has you know been deeper into this draft. Kind of the vibe is like you're into the same, you're into a coin flip land now. Quickly, yeah, bro. Really quickly. Usually, you know, you feel, you know, you've got your two, three stars. You've got guys you really, really like up until six, seven, eight, or maybe all the way to ten. Sometimes up until like twelve, you still have like a guy like Halliburton that people were really high on that went twelve oh, last man. year. That's you know, bad. I'm just saying, you know, so like sometimes it extends till about there, and you see a drop in the early teens, end of the lottery. Here, that drop is actually pretty quick, and then the, the middle class. A lot of people are saying like, I don't see a huge difference. This is why, again, Golden State seven and fourteen is almost like having two picks. Two picks in the mid, you know, post lottery or late lottery. They're not massive assets in this particular draft. And here you are already drafting a very imperfect player at seven. And you can understand why, you know, everyone, you know, 714 and all these assets might get you big stuff. Maybe that just wasn't enough for some. Uh, maybe you'd rather kick that can down the road, go future first, see if you get lucky in a Boston Brooklyn scenario where the team friggin' tanks and those picks end up being a lot higher and better drafts. You see this draft now and you're like, I don't really want seven and 14 in this draft. It's, it's not, it's like trading me late first. So I don't want them, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that's part of their thinking. We'll see. Um, so that's it. Oh, they had goes- a chance. They had a chance to trade him to Philly. Yeah. But yeah. Too much, anyway, I guess. Kaminga goes seventh, Celtics pick 45th. We're going to wrap this show. We're going to come back, like I said, if there's major news or if, um, if, or when the Celtics make a pick, which seems to be the more likely scenario. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, guys, any final thoughts so far? Outside of the Westbrook stuff, really not, you know. My final thoughts are I hope we come back for an emergency, uh, yeah. an emergency video. That's my final okay. thought. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I um, hope we don't. Hope the Celtics do not trade into the first. <laughs> into the first. Trade or just make deal. a trade. Just Marcus any, Smart. I, the chat was certain here Marcus, Marcus Smart was Smart. going. They, 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 they thought Marcus was going for a pick here. I don't know uh, where Marcus, getting that. Marcus is not going anywhere. <laughs> I thought they were thinking about Beal. I thought that's what they were getting at. No. So, um, again, uh, just stay nimble, everybody. Um, I'm interested we'll, in what's going on with Toronto. Obviously, that's a different thing. But okay, we'll come see on. Come ready. Take, take it to your Canadian. Take it to the CBC, buddy. Uh, we'll, we'll do that's a different. That's not what we're doing here. Right? That's not what we're doing here. All right. See you in three hours at 45. <laughs> we will see you guys. I, 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 I'm telling you guys now. I can tell you offline, but screw it. We're still talking here. You guys got you call me if something big happens, okay? Don't just assume I'm going to see it. Uh, <laughs> I, Seriously. I, 
That's we Bobby's been, homework. Oh, by the way, Bobby's I am um, I am blogging this draft. If you want to follow along over at Boston Sports Journal tonight, oh, so nice. come join me over there while we're uh, while we're nice. off the air here. Yeah, blog away, my friend. Um, good stuff. So yeah, and Bobby, so people know here is contributing now at Boston Sports Journal. You can catch that uh, there and all of his stuff there. Obviously, Sherrod contributes and has contributed there in the past. So we're all big, one big happy family here. Uh, but you guys should absolutely go there and subscribe. Free plug. Why not? Uh, it's basically like 11 cents a day phenomenal sports coverage patriots is starting up right now you're going to want to read greg's stuff there uh as well um you know evan lazar has been contributing some stuff as well but there's a ton of stuff going on with your favorite teams uh and everything's blowing up all at once the bruins obviously had a super interesting day um yeah. the Sox right now you know trade stuff who knows what's <clears throat> going to happen every team's in every team's Yankees are trading for everybody you were at every- training camp today john weren't you yeah and i was at patriots training camp today which was a lot of fun camp Cam outplayed Mac. That was interesting. Uh, But, I mean, that's going to happen. You're going to have one day on, one day (laughs) off. Uh, Interesting stuff for Mac Jones. I'll just throw this one out there. It is interesting watching how frustrated he gets. He makes a bad throw, and he gets, you know, like, yeah, (laughs) down. He gets down. Yeah. Let's get that fire. By the way, our uh, our old friend Mo Wagner being joined by his brother down in Orlando. I saw that. Yeah, they, they oh, took him. The Wagner hey, brothers. Yeah. Is it less less fans at camp? Less you... by far. Yeah, that's what I thought. It, it's awesome. still good and the vibe is good and you see um there's a good there's a good buzz there. It's honestly like and after last year, last year was like it felt like it was like a hazmat situation. It was so controlled and people were allowed to sit and they were apart and there was no fans. It was eerie and weird. This year is very, very close to normal. They've Mm. changed a couple of things, but it's more normal, just a little bit, uh, you know, more mellow, Um, but it's still fans. They're still out there. They're still into it. They're still watching. They're roaring when stuff happens. Um, So it's, it was pretty good. I, I love training camp. You know, it's, it's the best. I can tell. Look at you. You can't stop smiling. No, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I, from a professional standpoint, also, you go through a little hibernation period in the summer post, mm-hmm. you know, when the winter seasons end. And like, you know, for someone like myself who covers multiple sports, just showing up. It's the first time you kind of come out of the darkness a little bit and you're like, hey, what's up, guys? You know, and you see people and, you know, yeah. I saw people. I saw some old NBC folk. They were complimenting oh, yeah. this show, which was kind of cool, you know um you know so we've got some people watching which was great um but yeah no there's a there's a ton going on uh in the sports world so you know clns has you covered with everything bsj um you know go ahead and subscribe there uh for their content uh evan lazar on our youtube channel literally talked about every frigging throw and every block made today so if you want (laughs) in-depth analysis evan is your guy so go there and check that out too um uh so again we'll see you guys soon or much, much later, you guys can tell me whether you want to be back offline. Bobby and I are coming back. He's going to do most of the talking after 45. I can guarantee you that. Um, so uh, thanks for joining, guys, uh, and we'll uh, we'll see you guys later.